We are back again today with the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. Happy to be with you. It has been a long offseason, a long, hot summer, but we are back. Big Ten Football is back. I know that this episode's coming out, uh, should be releasing on Friday before uh, the the first weekend of college football. We didn't do a week zero preview or anything like that, right? So we're going to get into everything that we want to be talking about. It's been kind of crazy around here. Uh, we're going to be talking about week one. We're going to be doing some macro predictions, and we will get into each and every individual thing we need to. So here we go. Excited to be with you guys again. As always, this is your host, Tyler Fessler, rocking with you guys uh, in the Big Ten Football Focus podcast. So... I guess to start off, uh, welcome back. For those of you who uh, who listened last year, we had a very successful season. Very happy to, you know, be honest with you guys and really break down. I, I personally think we are the most in-depth Big Ten football podcast out there. Uh, broke it down, had a lot of great predictions last year. Uh, a lot of them, I think, I, I felt like it was, uh, you know, we could have seen it coming. Uh, I felt like a lot of the predictions were uh, pretty on point with what, uh, you know, what we thought was going on. Obviously, some wild cards, Purdue making it to the Big Ten Championship, something that we did not have on our bingo card that far. So uh, anyway, this is our second year doing it. It's been an absolute joy, not only interacting with you guys, uh, you know, on on Twitter or or X as it's called now, uh, but really just just hanging out and uh, you know watching Big Ten football and and you know our our fans are phenomenal. So uh, I've been doing podcasting for for quite a few years now. I graduated college a couple of years ago. I was a collegiate athlete at a little D one school, and now I have the opportunity to talk about college football, which is really one of my passions uh when when you're really sitting down and you're writing down everything you know jobs are great but but football is football is awesome so i can't wait to get into it with you guys we'll get into the week one slate uh like i said we'll go we'll start off with our macro predictions for the conference we'll get into the week one slate uh with our predictions and then we'll kind of send it off uh you know with what we're uh what we're planning on uh you know I guess what is to come for the upcoming season. So to start off, uh, obviously Big Ten's been in the news all summer, right? Uh, bringing on, I mean, last year we knew we were going to be getting UCLA. We knew we were going to be getting uh, USC. But this year, uh, knowing that we're getting Oregon and Washington, absolutely phenomenal. I, I cannot wait to watch them enter the conference. Uh, Big Ten, which which not a lot of people are talking about, they're going to dominate uh, really every single window because they have teams on the East Coast. They have teams in, in the Central Time Zone and now in the Pacific Time Zone. They can basically, on top of having games, right, uh, uh, we're talking about TV windows and TV revenue. These guys are going to be absolutely on top of it. It is going to be phenomenal. I cannot wait to watch uh, the Big Ten and, and really where it goes. I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, there's a lot of potential in 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 everything with the Big Ten, and I'm excited to watch that. Uh, but not a lot of people are talking about that. SEC, they, they're in the Eastern time zone. They're in the Central time zone. They don't have that Mountain time zone or the Pacific time zone. Uh, you know, obviously the ACC now trying to reach out. There's talk about, you know, expansion with Stanford and Cal, SMU. They're trying to hit those time zones because really it's going to come down to that. But more importantly, it's going to come down to the quality of play. I personally think that the Big Ten has the the best quality uh, out there. A lot of people say 
the SEC, but we're going straight chalk, you know, head to head. I'd take Indiana over Vanderbilt. 10 times out of 10, even even on Indiana's down years. You better believe it. Northwestern's down years uh, are better than than, than, than Vanderbilt's or, or some of the other teams, right, in the SEC. Um, you know, Mississippi State, whatever. Ole Miss back when they were really bad. Arkansas, right? I, I think top to bottom, the Big Ten really has the, the ultimate, you know, team uh, teams ac- across the board. So a lot of talk about that, but let's get into our macro uh, predictions right now. Starting off, uh, a lot of people have, have wrote to me uh, through Twitter uh, and just just meeting me, um, you know, out on the street and stuff like that. We have great support uh, for those of you who know me in you know personal life and stuff. And they say, "All right, well, give me a prediction." What do you think, uh, you know, Big Ten title game? And it's always crazy at the beginning of the year. I, I, I do a rant on it every single year, and I'm sorry for those of you who have heard it. I hate doing, like, top 25s or, or, or power rankings or anything like that. Uh, honestly, even even predicting the championship game, I don't like to do because, you know what, I don't know what this team is going to look like. Every little play, every step, every moment of college football is completely unpredictable. Now, I do like making predictions, and I think I'm pretty dang good at it, but uh, I, I hate thinking, like, where are we going to be at in, in December, in January, right? W- what is it? But you guys obviously have had the questions. You've sent them in. Let's go ahead and get into it. So I, I personally think we're going to be seeing a Michigan-Wisconsin uh, championship game. I know that's not crazy or, or you know, out, outlandish, but really, I think the Badgers bounce back in a very big way uh, under Luke Fickle this year. I cannot wait to watch this. I think it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, I think he's going to get them pointed in the right direction. And I cannot wait to watch those guys and the Badgers. Really, we get the first look at them, uh, you know, against Buffalo. Uh, week one, and we're going to be able to see them kind of redeem uh, themselves, right, from what was a really letdown year last year. They're going to play Washington State in Pullman. Uh, they're going to take on Georgia Southern. They're going to play Purdue. Uh, if this team starts fast, they're, they're going to be really good. And I, and obviously, Michigan, after uh, you know finally making it into the playoff last year, a uh, little, little lackluster, right? Uh, it was a great game, but I thought for sure they were going to be making it to the national championship. I thought that they were the best team out there. I thought they could have given Georgia a run for their money. I would have loved to see a Big Ten, Big Ten uh, championship of, with, with Ohio State and Michigan. We, we were robbed of that, obviously. Uh, both great games, the semifinal games, national championship, a little bit different. But I just think that uh, Michigan just returns a, a, a breadth of, of just offensive and defensive talent. Uh, and then, like I said, Wisconsin bringing back pretty much uh, – you know the entire offense 10 10 offensive starters returning eight on defense so i think that's going to be totally different under luke fickle and and what he has the you know the badgers uh where he has them pointed and and what he's going to be doing so excited to watch them uh that's kind of my prediction next prediction uh i have a total of uh five for you next prediction i think penn state's going to be second in the big 10 east now a lot of people would say what are you talking about with with ohio state look uh, I, I I am under the the I operate under the assumption and, and you guys as well you got to understand my bias and, and biases right you've got to understand where I come from now I grew up in a Michigan household that doesn't mean that I can't talk about Ohio State in a neutral or or a manner that I, uh, that I'm like hey you know 
Ohio State. I hate them. They're going to go 0-12. No, it's not like that. I can talk about Ohio State, but you got to understand where it's coming from. So many of you might say, well, you're being a homer. No, I'm not being a Michigan homer. I think Penn State is legit. I think they're going to give Michigan uh, a headache. R- really, I do. Uh, I think that they're another sleeping giant. They do get Michigan at home. Uh, Really, the the schedule is spaced out perfectly for the Nittany Lions. Only playing a 60th, uh, you know, toughest ranked schedule. Now Michigan's in the 60s as well, uh, according to my chart here with with you know teams and stuff like that for returning um, and stuff like that. But I think that Penn State is going to give a lot of teams headaches, and I think they're going to kind of fly under the radar. They have the last few years under Franklin, and right now I just think that Ryan Day. In, in my opinion, I think James Franklin is is a better coach, and I think uh, Ryan Day has been going off, basically riding what Urban was was able to build, and this is his his kids, right? This is his uh, recruiting class, and really we've seen 13-1, but there hasn't been that same bite right they've lost twice to michigan uh we'll see maybe maybe i could be wrong uh but without cj stroud uh it's i think it's going to be tough for him this year and i think penn state's going to get him so that's a, another big prediction Next one I have uh, in Sparty uh, coming in from uh, you know East Lansing. I don't think the Spartans make make a bowl game as well. Uh, a lot of people are are calling for a bounce back year again. It's really not so much the team; it's the coach. I just don't think Mel Tucker is it. Uh, right? He's been to to one bowl game. He's coached five years. Uh, I believe this or this is his fifth year. He was uh, you know three years here and then one year at Colorado. Everyone's kind of touted him as the next great uh coach and and i just haven't seen it again i think he a lot of it came uh him kind of riding the coattails of, of mark antonio getting lucky with uh a 2021 team i mean covid was was nuts they were still a good team uh coming out of 2019 covid was kind of crazy they established themselves in 2021 but did absolutely nothing last year and i don't see they them repeating it uh this year so i think the spartans uh unfortunately don't make the don't make a bowl game and uh we're gonna have two straight losing seasons uh for the michigan state spartans now jumping on to the west side of things uh really last year i think our biggest and, and boldest prediction was that illinois was going to win the uh illinois was going to win um or at least get back to a bowl game i don't know if we ever said they were going to win uh i really think it was six and six but a lot of people were sleeping on them i thought brett bielema again it comes down to coaching i really think at the, at the collegiate level uh got them pointing the right way now did they play amazing no they had a stinker against indiana uh they should have beat michigan state in my opinion they had purdue on the ropes uh michigan they had on the ropes i mean they were in every single game last year and unfortunately fell to to ole miss in the relia quest bowl but I think that Illinois comes back. I think that the west side of the of the conference is wide open. I think we know what Iowa is going to be. Uh, Wisconsin, despite me thinking that they're going to be absolute burners, I think they're going to be really good. Uh, I find it hard that you know maybe they struggle, and I could see this Illinois team you know really sneaking in and, and beating them. They're at home. 
They had, you know, lost nine straight. They got the win against Wisconsin last year. So this team knows that they can do it. So really what I'm watching, I, I think the Illini, uh, they're not going to sneak up on anyone this year. No, everyone's going to take them uh, for what they are. And it looks like, you know, in, in Champaign, Urban Champaign, that they've they've got it pointed in the right direction. I think they're going to be second. I think Wisconsin wins that side of the bracket, but I think they are going to be better than Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska. And I think Brett Bielema, really, he's going to be able to win those recruiting battles you know, against Matt Rule, um, you know, against... Uh, you know, Ferentz, and, and I think that Illinois is going to start establishing himself. Brett Bielema was great at Wisconsin. Uh, I mean, he even helped at Arkansas and stuff like that. This is a man uh, who's been to 10 bowl games, and so he, he knows what he's doing in, in college football, and really I think Illinois is a great, you know, proving ground for him. So really excited to, to see what the Illini have uh, this year, but I think they're going to be taking second in the West and, and could challenge. I, I would not be surprised if they made it to the, uh, to the Big Ten title game as well. And then last one, uh, I think another, I mean, we, we really nailed the West side of the conference. Outside of Purdue making it, uh, I really felt like I, we really nailed it. Uh, Nebraska, we're going to jump into them. Uh, Nebraska, there's always hype, right? Phenomenal fans. We just saw what they did, you know, selling out their their football stadium for a volleyball game. I mean, I think it was like ninety plus thousand. Absolutely amazing and and great fan base. This this fan base deserves better. Uh, Rule typically. Uh, in his first couple years, I believe it was you know, one win and three wins or something like that. He doesn't win a lot when he gets to these uh, places. He, he just doesn't. And that's what that's what's difficult, uh, I guess, is is that he doesn't win right out of the gate. I think that he'll be able to, to eventually build and I think he's going to be able to have success. Uh, but overall, I think that uh, Nebraska deserves better and I think they're going to get better with with him we're, we're just going to say that uh, i don't think they make the bowl game though i think if they get to five and seven that's a successful season it's really going to come back down to defense and and what's going on on the defensive side of, of the ball uh and, and i'm really I'm really uh excited to watch what he has cooked up because a lot of people see him as an offensive guy but really it comes down to you know, what's on the defensive side of the ball so those are our predictions uh we're going to be taking a quick break just real quick uh i mean for you guys we'll we'll just jump back in but real quick break and we'll be breaking down uh each and every game uh for the upcoming uh, week one slate welcome back i know it, for you guys it was merely uh you know maybe five seconds there but uh for me i had to go and uh my power just went out. Uh, ironically enough, uh, I guess the uh, the elements don't want us to get this podcast out to you guys. It's been kind of wild uh, where we're at, kind of a, a thunderstorm going on. So, uh, but kind of wild. Let's get back to the Big Ten. Here we go. So, I want to break down uh, each and every game uh, at the time of this recording. I I don't want it to seem like. Uh, more disingenuous that that we know what the result, the outcome of the Minnesota Nebraska game. Uh, right now, we're we're recording as that game's going on. It's just starting the first quarter. So, uh, what we're going to do is is I'm not going to give a prediction on that. Uh, if I had to guess right now, and again, I don't want to sound disingenuous or anything, but um, we've nailed Nebraska in in years past. I think it's going to most likely come down to a one score game for whatever reason. Nebraska. Loves to get in these absolute, you know, slobber knockers. And uh, I, I'm going to say that uh, Minnesota has a slight edge uh, where they're at home. 
We'll be able to do a little bit more of a deep dive, uh, more onto these teams uh, next week, where uh, Nebraska is going to take in, be taking on their hated rival, Colorado, and Minnesota is going to be taking on the Eagles of Eastern Michigan. So we'll break that down. I know we're missing a, a Big Ten game. I could break it down. I could make it sound like, oh yeah, like this was recorded before. But uh, I mean, it's recorded before. I just don't want to again sound disingenuous to you guys. So uh, the game, the first game up that we're going to be talking about, Central Michigan against Michigan State. Now in the opening, we did say that uh, we didn't think that Michigan State was going to be making a bowl game. That was kind of a big prediction. I think that uh, Maryland's going to kind of take their slot in there. I think Maryland's going to be a little bit better than they are this year. Uh, however, they do they are taking on Central Michigan. Now, the Spartans have won four straight, uh, two and two against the spread against the Chippewas. Obviously, haven't covered uh, the last two. You know, the first two uh, they did cover so. What I like to do when predicting, I like to kind of give you keys to the game or what I'm going to be watching during the game. And then we are going to talk a little bit about the betting, uh, you know, the betting side of things as more and more states legalize it and it becomes more and more uh, inside of, of the cultural norm uh, in the United States. We're going to be giving out our picks. Now, uh, this is not gambling advice. This is just me. If I had a chance to, to play these uh, or or even a, a chance to uh you know, I want to. I want to predict every single game, and so by giving my prediction, you're going to know who I'm going to be taking against this, the points, and then who I'd be taking straight up. So, uh, we we gave out uh, picks last year. I'm going to have to go back and get our record, uh, but for the for the first. Uh, one, we always do against the spread. What does the point say? And then we like to give a, sh- a pick straight up or, or money line. Some people like just to bet that. Some people like just to bet the, the spread. Some people like to parlay. I like to keep it simple. I like the spread. I like the, the, the outright points. I guess you can kind of get an over under on me, but I'm not taking that into effect when I'm betting. I'm just looking at it. Hey, you know, historical trends, uh, analysis, uh, where, where do I have these games rated and stuff like that. So, uh, Keep that in mind. We, we like to do that. It's just kind of a, a fun part of, of prediction, predicting and stuff like that. So uh, personally, uh, what I'm going to be watching for with Michigan State is the quarterback play. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, losing Peyton Thorne, uh, not going to be there uh, this year is going to be interesting for the Spartans. Haven't had him, uh, you know, all, all camp and everything like that. So he's not going to be it. Uh, they return more on defense than they do on offense. Uh, Mel Tucker, more of uh, a defensive guy, obviously playing defensive back. Um, I believe he's even calling the defense this year, if I remember correctly. I, I could be wrong. But uh, really, really what I'm watching for, for Sparty is, is what their offense looks like. I didn't really feel like last year uh, they were the Sparty of old. I felt like if you could get up on top of them, and you could you know win a couple game or get a couple touchdowns, then they weren't coming back. They, they didn't have any resiliency, any grit um, as far as last year goes. Now that being said, this is a new year, uh, but I want to watch what the the offense looks like. The defense is going to look great. Their their you know defensive play designs and defensive schemes are a lot more simple compared comparatively to the offensive side of things and really what I uh what I'm hoping is that we're able to just 
see Michigan State get back to, to what they were a couple of years ago. I, I didn't like last year's version of it, so we're going to see. Uh, overall, I think that right now uh, the points have at Michigan State minus 14. I think it's going to be, I think uh, Simu is going to cover. I think it's going to be 34-21. I think Michigan State's going to keep a comfortable lead. I don't think it's going to be close. Uh, but I'm like I said, the Spartans, I'm going to be watching on offense. I want to watch what the, the offensive line does, where their spacing is, uh, who's getting blitzed the more what you know the the first game is really interesting because you're going to be able to see what these offensive coordinators have been able to scheme and defensive coordinators have been able to scheme all offseason the first game is very telling to where they think the weaknesses are and so that's what i'm going to be watching obviously line play uh where is that that pressure coming from what does the quarterback situation look like and overall what's the vibe uh if they come out flat and they just don't look like sparty uh and they just kind of you know just limp through the game but get the win in the in the end i think we're going to be having uh, a long season for michigan state they could come out they could put up 56 points maybe 56 to 7 and i could shut my dang mouth right so really interested to watch sparty it is on friday night so really excited to watch that game but if i had to guess i'm gonna say 34 21 uh the next one up, uh, next game up, the first game on Saturday is Michigan taking on East Carolina. Now, I do like East Carolina. Don't get me wrong. Uh, they do run a very unique style of defense. Uh, I've been following their coach ever since he was at the FCS ranks at James Madison. Uh, so I do, I do kind of have a soft spot for, uh, East Carolina. And I, I just really think this Michigan team I thought last year's team was good. I think this year's team is going to be even better. And, and I didn't even know that was possible. Like I said, I'm, I have very, very high hopes for the, the Wolverines this year. I do think they're going to make it to the national championship. I think they're going to be going up against Bama. Uh, I don't think Georgia is going to be able to make it. Oh, what is it? Three straight. Uh, I, I just don't think Georgia has the, the firepower that they've had the last few years, more so on defense. And I could be wrong. Again, this is all preseason predictions and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the Bulldogs have, have been on an absolute tear. I think it's time for the Big Ten to kind of step in there. I do like the Wolverines. I think they put up some serious numbers. Uh, if I had to guess, uh, and, and, and I'm going to right now, the line is minus 36 in favor of Michigan. I'm going to be taking Michigan with the points. 52-14. Uh, like I said, not really a real test. There's not a lot of analysis that I can, I can go through. Really with Michigan, up until that Nebraska game on September 30th, I don't really know if we're going to see what this Michigan game, what this Michigan team is really capable of. Taking on UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers as the first Big Ten game, not really, uh, you know, a, a, a gauntlet that they're going to be running through. Later in the season, yeah, later in the season, they've got uh, Purdue, Penn State, Maryland, and Ohio State uh, last four games of the season. So they're going to they're going to they're going to be tested, just not early in the season. So I think they roll, like I said, uh, 52 to 14 in favor of Michigan. Next up, we've got Purdue taking on Fresno State, and Purdue is one of those teams right now in the Big Ten that, that just have so many question marks. Like, I, I have them rated. I, I do. Uh, I go through each individual uh, team, and I have my, my analytics to, to what I think they're going to be. Now I have what, you know, on the, on the far end, what, what's the top end for Purdue? I think seven, eight wins would be the best case scenario. Worst case scenario, I have them about one win, two wins, but I think they're going to be able to, to pull out a couple of wins, uh, in the end, but really, 
uh, first year quarterback, no prior head coaching experience, or, or sorry, first year head coach, no prior uh, experience. Obviously, uh, I had a quarterback on my mind. Aiden O'Connell is not here this year. They're going to be without him. He's went uh, down in Las Vegas, I think, <laughs> cutting it up there uh, in the NFL. So really, as as I look at Purdue, there are more questions than I have answers. What does the offense look like? You've got a defensive coach. Is he going to be calling the the defense? Is he going to be the walk around guy? Uh, Fresno State is a tough team. Uh, this is not a team that you want to be caught lacking on. It's a sneaky good uh, first game that that you know you can schedule that I feel like you know you're going to win, but you just like they they could surprise you. I mean Fresno State really could could be a, a surprise. Last year going ten and four, year before ten and three. Jeff Trefford is back, so really. Excited to watch uh, what they're able to do. Right now, the line is at three and a half in favor of Purdue. Uh, I think Purdue is going to take care of business. I think it's going to be 28 to 24. They get them at home. Uh, well, I think it's going to be close. And really, I'm going to watch what the overall vibe is of, is of Purdue. Are they buying into this, uh, you know, this new system? What uh, does the, the energy look like on the sideline? Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, variables that, that are going to go into it. And, and sadly, they still bring back a lot of starters, only five on defense. Uh, so they're, they're going to be young. And so it's really going to be interesting to see if this new, you know, new young coach is going to be able to get behind uh, these guys. So, Next up, we do have Iowa against Utah State. Uh, Iowa in the early morning window is just dominant. I, I mean, I I grew up in the state of Utah, so the Aggies, very familiar with the, their program and stuff like that, had friends play for Utah State. Uh, I think Iowa, we can just say Iowa is going to be Iowa. Uh, I think they're going to absolutely demolish Utah State this year. Really interested to see with Cade McNamara, you know, maybe – they they aired out a little bit more. Obviously, you know, at Michigan, they ended up going, you know, in, in instead of him going with J.J. McCarthy. What does that look like? Uh, but really, Utah State, I don't think they're going to be tested. Now, the week two against Iowa State, I love that game. It's typically like 7 to 10 or 9 to 8, like just crazy, crazy score, <laughs> score lines and stuff like that. So uh, really, I think they're going to roll through this um, but I want to see where McNamara is at. Uh, and then really, uh, I think that the offense last year, uh, you know, first game only scoring seven points against South Dakota State, seven points against Iowa State, 27 against Nevada, which really wasn't great, 27 against Rutgers, which really wasn't great, 14 against Michigan, six against Illinois, 10 against Ohio State. Really just not a lot of points. I mean, they scored over uh, 30 points one time all of last season. And that's just sad. Like, you, you can't be a top flight. Uh, program, you know, in the in the Big Ten, if you're not scoring over 30 points, it's the name of the game now. Now they have a wonderful defense. I'm not taking that away. They're returning nine offensive starters. Definitely watch this game. Uh, as far as predictions go, I think uh, I want to. It's Iowa minus 23 and a half. I'm gonna take Iowa in the points, and I think it's gonna be 31 28. I think Iowa rolls. Uh, first game out, I think they score 31 points. Uh, I think McNamara is going to show them, and it's more so who they're going up against. I, I just don't see Utah State as as a dangerous team uh, whatsoever. Next game up, we do have Indiana taking Ohio State. Uh, tough draw for the Hoosiers and, and Tom Allen. Uh, I really like Tom Allen and, and what he's done. He had a couple of really good years there. Indiana's just a tough place. I believe last year they were like the first team or the most most losses ever. It's tough. Uh, they have lost... Uh, 
I think it's 28 straight or 29 straight uh, against uh, Ohio State. The last time they beat them was in 1998. Look, it's not going to happen. I, I, I hate to break it to the Hoosier fans. You're not going to beat them, uh, whether uh, uh, at Bloomington, in Bloomington, in the Horseshoe, or on the moon, uh, in South Africa, in Canada, in Ecuador. You're, you're not beating Ohio State. I think Ohio State's going to roll. Uh, really, more so, it's, it's not so much what Indiana is going to be capable of because I think Ohio State really is going to beat down on them. But again, Ohio State, a lot of turnover. You know, CJ Stroud. Obviously, they still have Marvin Harrison Jr. You know, he's projected, you know, top 10 uh, NFL pick. So uh, in this upcoming draft. So I want to watch Ohio State. Uh, but really, what the problem uh, obviously, you know, you want to see quarterback play, but the problem last year was their defense. Uh, they couldn't stop a nosebleed. I mean, when you let Michigan put up 45 points on you and the year before 42 points, you can't do that. The offense is not the issue. It's the defense. So if they can clamp down, obviously it's Indiana, uh, and then they take on Youngstown State, Western Kentucky. So really not going to be, again, not going to be tested, similar to Michigan until the fourth game of the year. I think they, they absolutely obliterate Indiana. Uh my the right now the line is at Ohio State minus thirty. I think I want to take that in the points. I think Ohio State beats them forty two to ten, and uh, you know Ohio State gets ready for for Youngstown State, and Indiana realizes that they don't have to play Ohio State the rest of the season and can get focused on their in state rival uh, Indiana State for the next week. Next game up, probably one of my favorite games of the week, just because I cannot wait to see what Luke Fickle has in store for the Badgers. Now, why I say that, and and I think he's flying under the radar. Number one, he's bringing back 18 offensive uh, starters, or sorry, 18 starters total, 10 on offense, 8 on defense. Luke Fickle had an opportunity last year, and, and I think it really speaks to not only him as, as a coach, but where this program's headed. Uh, I was not a fan of Paul Christ. I thought that he really uh, struggled at times and just didn't grasp where, where college football was going. Luke Fickle's been to the mountain. He played against Alabama with a Cincinnati team that was way less talented than that Alabama team. So he's been there. He knows how to do it. But what was interesting to me is that he had the opportunity to uh, be there and watch the the bowl game. He had the opportunity to coach Cincinnati in the bowl game. And he took the oddest approach, and he coached himself in the bowl game. Now, he was just kind of walking around. He's on the sideline, but he's giving pointers. That's the kind of guy you want you're going to go to battle with. That's the kind of guy you can get behind. Now, college football is very much a lot of window dressing. You've got to get those, you know, recruiting is is a lot of you've got to get those kids. You've got to make them interested. You've got to make their parents feel good about them being there and stuff like that. So, so really as I, as I look at this, I think Luke Fickle has made a couple of really important steps to begin with. And I think that, you know, that was just a start was that game against Oklahoma state where they won. They're taking on Buffalo, a Mac team. They're going to roll. The line is minus 28. I think West, I want to take Wisconsin, uh, with the points. I think it's going to be 34 to three. I don't think Buffalo scores. I like the Badgers this year. Very high on the Badgers, uh, coming into this year. We'll really see what, uh, what they're capable of against Washington State. Obviously, with the Pac-12 controversy, Washington State's going to want, be wanting to send a message. And after last year's, uh, I don't know what we can call it, embarrassment, I guess. Um, they're going to have to go to Pullman. So I think that, that will be a better test than Buffalo. But uh, really excited to see what this Luke Fickle uh, Badgers team has in store.
With three games left, we're we're jumping over to the Fighting Illini. Now they are taking on the Rockets of Toledo. This is a, again a sneaky game. These Big Ten schools, like I, I don't know uh, what it is, but the SEC they end up you know they're playing uh, Panera Bread University and and the Culinary Institute of uh, you know Green Beans and I, I don't even know they're they're like they're playing teams I've never even heard of. And then you've got Illinois taking on Toledo, who is a sneaky good MAC team who very well could be playing for a New Year's Six Bowl game. And they're taking them on the first game of the year. Uh, a lot of guts there, Brett Bielema. I love it. Uh, but I love the Fighting Illini more this year. Right now, the line is minus nine. Uh, I personally think that Illinois... Uh, gives it to them. I think it's going to be 24 to 14. Uh, I think the first half is going to be close, but we've got to see what this, uh, you know, the, the Illini, uh, rushing attacks looks like, um, what their offense, you know, what their flow is and stuff like that. I believe they lost their defensive coordinator, if I remember correctly. Uh, if, yeah, if I remember correctly, but um, I, I'm really interested to see where where this line 19 goes. They did lose a lot of starters. Brett Bielema has has proven that he's a good coach. Again, you know, had success at Wisconsin, had success at, at Arkansas. Uh, and he has a winning record here, which prior to him getting here, they had been to, uh, you know, the 2014 uh, Heart of Dallas Bowl and the 2019 Red Box Bowl. And before that was the Fight Hunger Bowl in, in 2011, which is crazy that it was that long ago. I mean, I was I was in grade school when when that was going down. So uh, I think Illinois is going to win. Uh, really, I think this could be a trap game, especially first game of the season. Could be overlooking to, to Kansas, to Penn State. They really don't have a, a, a quote-unquote easy game until FAU. So they have three games, all winnable, I think. I think they're going to give Penn State a run. Uh, but definitely kind of a trap game at the beginning of the season. I, I like the Illini. We'll see how they respond against the Rockets. Last two games, we've got Penn State taking on West Virginia. Now, I did say I think Penn State's going to be second in that side of the, the conference. And they're going to be battling Michigan for uh to make it into the big 10 title game now penn state uh taking on west virginia this is a rivalry game uh, i'm pretty sure as of late penn state's kind of had their number uh and really as i'm as i look go through the statistics look at the the starting lineups and stuff like that i think this would be good uh i i like it I, I like Penn State at home. It's it's an evening game on NBC. Uh, I think it's going to be a rocking atmosphere in Happy Valley. And and really, I think Penn State is going to come out and show what they've been working on, uh, why they are as good as what they say they are. They only lost to Michigan and Ohio State last year. They beat up on Utah in the Rose Bowl. So they have a little bit of notoriety there. And I think they're going to be just take that and they're going to you know move that into this season. Uh, I like their running game. I like their uh, their defense. I like their head coach. Really, I think this is the year that that Penn State makes a, a, a run and challenges. Now they went eleven and two last year. I think they're getting at least eleven games, if not twelve. Uh, again, battling for the the Big Ten East title. Uh, they do take on Michigan. They do get them at home late November. And Michigan has to take it on Ohio State two weeks after. So definitely a, a fun team to watch. Nittany Lions going to be under the radar most of the season. Now I know they're starting off, you know, rank seven, but really this is a team you need to be on the on the watch for. That being said, uh, where this is a rivalry game, I think it's going to be a little closer than what people are saying right now. The lines at twenty and a half. I think it's going to be thirty five twenty one Penn State. 
Final game of the week. It is another Big Ten matchup. It is between the Rutgers Scarlet Knights and the Northwestern Wildcats. And honestly, I have no idea what to do with either of these teams. I It could go either way with both of them. Obviously, Northwestern kind of shrouded in controversy uh, in the in the offseason as they're dealing with that and, and letting go of Pat Fitzgerald and and uh, the allegations that have, have been brought up against that the program, the university. Then you've got Rutgers, who doesn't really feel like a Big Ten team, who still feel like they're kind of second tier, uh, and they're just trying to make it back to a another you know, bowl game. Now, they did get to 1-21, uh, they were successful. Uh, unfortunately, they lost to Wake Forest in that game. Kind of an unfair, you know, advantage and, and stuff like that. But uh, really, I think Shiano, Shiano, the lot since being back, uh, he's won the first game in in all three years. Uh, I think he's going to beat Northwestern right now. The line is minus six, uh, and I I think that's uh, that that's a great line. Uh, if I had to guess, I want to go forty four to twenty eight. Uh, in favor of Rutgers, I think Rutgers' offense is going to look great, and then we're going to get a little bit better beat uh, on what you know what the season holds for for both of those teams. So, anyway, that's kind of our our preview. We're getting it out there. Uh, what we'll do next week, we've got to break down uh, all of the all of the coverage for you guys. Uh, we want to break down what has happened. Obviously, we'll we'll break down each in- game individually. What we learned from each individual game, if we learned anything, some of them I don't think we're going to learn much from and then the predictions and the and the betting podcast a little bit later in the week so i appreciate you guys again uh a lot of fun a lot of interesting content to be to be had be sure to tell your family tell your friends subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts whether that be spotify apple google you name it we're there until next time this has been the big 10 football focus podcast enjoy your labor day and enjoy a marvelous week of college football 